0: It's time, it's time, time time to get in the zone, time to
1: get in the zone with the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and
0: Brian. 49ers Web Zone, No Huddle Podcast, part of the Odyssey Network. I'm Al Sacco with Brian Reddick and really excited to have our guest on the show with us today. He is one half of what I think is one of the best 49ers podcasts out there. It's one of my favorite from Haberman and Middlecoff. He is Guy Haberman. Guy, thanks for being here, buddy. You got it, fellas. Good to be with you. So, Guy, you were last on our show. I went back and looked yesterday. It was May 5th, 2021. And why that date is significant is that was the first show we did after the 49ers drafted Trey Lance. So I went back and listened to it, and you and I went on for a half hour about. What a great pick this was, and he's the next <laughs> franchise quarterback in this moldable ball of clay that Kyle Shannon has to work with. And we were just—we couldn't have said enough things. We were positive this—this this was a great pick. Yeah, I liked the pick. That, I loved it, loved it. Fast forward two years. If what if I went back in time and told you two years from now he is competing for the number two job with Sam Darnold in backing up the last pick in the draft? Just—just just an unbelievable scenario. And I know—I know you've been out at camp and watching him. I got to ask you, what have you seen from Trey this year? Do you think he's taken steps forward and and what's the finish line with him here? Where does it all end up with Trey Lance?
2: I do think he looks better. Um I think he I think he throws, I think his throws are crisper. Um you know, I it's it's not that he never throws a wobbly ball, but I think he throws less of them. Um I think from an intermediate throw standpoint, he looks really good. None of the 49ers quarterbacks consistently hit the deep ball partly because 49ers receivers don't consistently get open on go balls. Uh so it's a it it looks uh, at least watching practice training camp uh that it's a it's a uh, there's a small window for those throws, small win, win, margin for error for those throws. But yeah, I think Trey looks better. I do. Um I didn't see any of Sam Darnold in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all watch Sam Darnold games. Those do not look good. So I don't know if Sam Darnold looks any better playing for Kyle Shanahan than he did looking Uh, plan for anybody else but um it's a two-part answer for me yes I think Trey looks better and yes I think if we're just judging what have we seen in training camp I think him and Sam have been neck and neck I think it's pretty equal in terms of their performance Mm -hmm. to this point based on what we can judge
0: so is is Trey well I guess let me ask you this do you you think Trey is still going to be on this team when the season starts and does he have a future with the 49ers or is this just kind of maybe a Clean out the contract type thing with him until he's done. And he's just going to be the backup there. Uh,
2: I do think he has a future with the 49ers. I don't know if he'll be on the team though in a month. So those are two very different things, right? Like mm-hmm. I think all the, the talk about, could he be traded? I think that's reason. I don't think it's unreasonable. Um, if we just think about it in the context of is a team's third quarterback ever untradeable fundamentally, I think the answer to that's probably no, the third quarterback mm-hmm. is not untradeable. The question is, because I think he still has a value to the 49ers. He has a value now to them. He also has a potential greater value later to them. I I am one that still thinks Trey Lance could become a starting NFL quarterback. Um, but if, if we just fundamentally say he might not be the backup, or they might view Sam Donald as at least as good as him or as valuable to them as he is, mm-hmm. then that's generally just using those kind of – black and white parameters a player that's tradable the question is is there a value on the trade market that is worth to them more than what the value of a third quarterback who might actually be a number two he might be their number two quarterback first of all Mm -hmm. but at minimum even if he's a third quarterback i don't there's probably not a big gap um and we've seen that this team has a rich history of injured quarterbacks recently so if you are all in on winning a super Bowl and you believe the reason you couldn't play in the Super Bowl last year was because you ran out of quarterbacks, then you shouldn't give away a quarterback who you like.
0: And I think they should like him. How much, we can debate. But I, there's enough there. And he's just – it's been such a wild ride since he came in. I mean, with the injuries, he just hasn't had a chance to, to develop. And I keep talking about he's really been one of the greenest, least experienced quarterbacks to ever come into the league. And you're bringing him into a team that is ready to win now. So it wasn't necessarily fair to him in that regard. And then you, you look at all the injuries he's had from the finger to the knee to you know what he did to his ankle last year. He just really hasn't had a chance to develop. And then Purdy comes in and, and they play the way they played. And it's just kind of been circumstance. The Niners are in a position where their window is now, I think. And it's just kind of like, Trey, sorry, you know, we think Brock can get us there. And it's you know, kind of development be damned for him at the moment. So maybe it's, it's just been circumstance for him, but it's just, t- you know, he's got so much talent and I agree with you. I think he can be a starter in the league. I, I just don't know what's going to be with this team. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that he can be a starter in the league, but
2: I, but I think there's enough there that, that he might be a starter in the league. I would say two things to that. One, what I've definitely miscalculated on May 5th, 2021, was how hard it would be for a quarterback who needs development to develop on this team. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, that's, that's the biggest part of everything that he, he was going to have a shot and he got that shot. And last year and what it turned into was Brock Purdy's coming out party is Mm -hmm. Brock the franchise quarterback. That's 50, 50 at this point. But the, the, the part of the last several weeks that I think has to be hammered home is that any quarterback who just did what Brock Purdy did last year, would be the uncontested starting quarterback in the next training camp.
0: Hundred percent would
2: be the starting quarterback week one, regardless of how anybody grades his training camp throws. He would be the quarterback. If if Sam Darnold had been traded the Niners last October and he put together Brock stretch, he'd be the quarterback. If Ben Roethlisberger or Phillip Rivers had ended up on the Niners last year and put together those numbers, barring retirement, they'd be the quarterback right now. And if Trey Lance had had the year that Brock Purdy just had at the end of last season, he would be the quarterback more than any of these other guys would be oh, yeah. the quarterback right now. So, you know, that's the part that that anybody who feels that way or thinks that way, I think, has to get out of their head. We are not comparing Trey to Brock right now. Maybe one day soon we will be. Maybe five weeks in it's not going well. And then there's a conversation about should Kyle Shanahan go to somebody else. But right now, the guy was you don't get replaced after you do what he you don't get put in a competition after he do what he just did. Right. I
1: feel like I feel like Kyle Shanahan has started to develop a reputation of being uh pretty fickle with his quarterbacks. We saw Brock do some pretty incredible things and <clears throat> no one can take that away from him. That run that he had starting in the Miami game all the way until that that elbow injury was incredibly impressive. We haven't seen a 49ers offense operate at that caliber since Kyle Shanahan's been here, but you could argue maybe since, you know, maybe since Steve Young, maybe some of those Jeff Garcia offenses you could possibly throw in there, but for the most part it was incredible. But it was still seven games, right? Two of which were playoffs. uh, And then he got injured in the eighth game. Do you feel like that's enough for Kyle to have a long leash for Brock? Or do you feel like that leash for Brock is still going to be pretty short just based on the fact that, again, there's not a lot of sample size there?
2: Yeah. Um, You know, I don't know, Brian, how exactly to characterize the leash other than to say I think it's, you know, if you told me Brock is healthy enough to play 17 games, what are the odds that he that he never once gets like pulled from the game? I'd say 50 50, you know, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't it's I don't know. I But 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 the premise is I agree with like. Kyle doesn't treat quarterbacks like running backs, but if he. Here's the other thing. Sam Darnold's contract. Sam Darnold's a free agent after the year. Mm-hmm. Right. So if there's any part of Kyle that's looking for a reason to see Sam Darnold and Sam sitting over there, hands and shoulder pads, and Brock's going through like his third straight game where he's not throwing touchdowns and he's throwing picks, then uh, th- then the environment is ripe for Kyle to let's see what Sam's got type situation. Um, so, you know, I think the proper place to be is like this middle ground where what Brock Purdy has earned is – the starting quarterback job, but we've seen, we we saw like Colin Kaepernick's a great example, right? Mm-hmm. As a player, you can two, you can be a year, you can be two years. Jaws. Remember when Ron Jaworski said this is my like the greatest quarterback in the, history quarterback, of the league. Yeah. And then you got to keep adjusting and evolving, you know, and the, the difference between Brock and Trey, if Trey had had the year Brock had last year, we'd go, God, you think of his physical upside as something mm-hmm. that can make it even more special. And with Brock, it's a little harder to envision it because he just doesn't have the same arm, uh, fundamentally, that Trey has. And you see it in practice. Trey and Sam Darnold just have a different arm than Brock has um, when it comes to velocity. So, uh, yeah, there's still a lot to prove there. You know, you are – last season gets him this season because we've had no games since last season. But now we're going to have right. more games. And he's going to have to keep proving it, and that's the nature of it. But if he keeps throwing touchdowns at the rate that he threw touchdowns, he's not going anywhere. Even if he no. throws more interceptions. Yeah. One thing we saw that was eye opening because there's I think there's a lot of metrics that say that that Brock and Jimmy, the offenses are actually the same. But when you watched Kyle's willingness to, it felt like throw the ball, take a few more he shots. Trusted
1: Purdy more in the rain oh,
2: yeah. where he's throwing Purdy. Pretty- <laughs> Yeah, deep ball. It's like there was more trust there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I always point or, to that.
2: The maybe there was once that trust with Jimmy and that had been broken and eventually any quarterback can break Kyle's trust in that way. But
0: yeah, I, I always think back to the end of that Dallas playoff game where it was a couple third in shorts and he had Brock throwing for him and, and Brock converted. But to show that kind of trust in any quarterback, let alone a rookie, I thought that spoke volumes, volumes. And Guy, I have to give you credit. So one of the things that drives me crazy is when you're going through Twitter, just reading, and you see the completion percentage for quarterbacks from camp. Because there's no context to me for that whatsoever. So, oh, they were 6 of 9 and 5 of 8. But I, I assume that you made it up. Your creative way of looking at it through golf scores, where you're giving uh, the quarterbacks a birdie on a throw and a double bogey on a throw. I just, I just want to say, like, at least it was refreshing to look at it differently. You know, so you're judging on, like, the, the difficulty of the throw and what it was. I thought that was a really cool system to come up with. So you have been watching these guys is this quarterback room we're talking about. There's so many ifs with this quarterback room. The stakes are high this year. Do you think the QB room and maybe just Brock Purdy, do you think it's good enough to win a Super Bowl?
2: I think that if you win a Super Bowl with this team, you are part of the group of teams that are an exception. Hmm. But the teams that are exceptions are exceptional in other areas. And the Niners are Mm -hmm. exceptional, should be exceptional on defense. They have exceptional skill guys. When it comes to the game kicks off, they have an exceptional coach, right? There's all this debate about whether Cal can develop quarterbacks. That's totally fair. Uh, whether he can pick quarterbacks, that's fair. But what's undeniable is when the game starts and he has to go toe-to-toe with some of the best coaches, he's good at it. Um, Steve Wilkes, we'll see. But, I mean, Steve Wilkes, a good defensive coach. Oh, yeah. so it feels like they're going to blitz a little bit. Uh, so, you know, they'll have to figure that out. But, yeah, I mean, yes, I think they are good enough to – They are certainly, without debate, good enough to compete for the Super Bowl. If you lose the Super Bowl 30 to 21, did you almost win the Super Bowl? You know, I don't know. It depends. Did Patrick Mahomes throw the game-winning touchdown and you don't have a guy like Patrick Mahomes? So did you almost win the Super Bowl? I don't know. But they're good enough to win the NFC, I think. I know they're good enough to get to the NFC championship game. I think they're good enough to win the NFC. Um, and I think they're good enough to win the Super Bowl. but when you look at the group of quarterbacks that you are going up against in the AFC, then you'd have to acknowledge that it's just, you are the, they would be the exception to the rule. And I've been saying this for a few days now, maybe Brock Purdy turns into a 10 year starter and we look back and go, Oh, it wasn't the exception. Brock just turned into like a tier two NFL quarterback. And that is going to be, that's if you're like a borderline top 10 guy, that's good enough. And maybe Mm -hmm. he becomes that, but you know, right now. What makes them a Super Bowl contender is their coach, their defense, and their offensive skill guys. And their run game.
1: I mean, their run game's got to be included in that. It's an elite run All game. I, I think, you know, I, I think this whole, I mean, the 49ers, it's it's just a circus around the, the quarterback room. And it's, it's the main focus. And, and, I mean, it is what it is at this point. But I feel like, you know, that idea where if they win the Super Bowl with this quarterback room, it's largely going to be because of how good their defense is. Just the sheer number of skill players have in Debo, Ayuk, CMC, George Kittle. There isn't another team that arguably that could, that could even sniff that if you will. And all of that, all of that is because they're not paying their quarterback right now. Right. They have, the highest paid left tackle. They're going to have the highest paid defensive player. They've got one of the highest paid middle linebackers. They've got one of the highest paid wide receivers. They're going to need to pay their other wide receiver, all of these things. And I feel like that it's, it's that it's that eye to the future, right? Where you say Brock is cheap for this season and two more. And if you choose him and then he signs that extension And we know what quarterback extensions look like now is Brock Purdy, the type of quarterback that can continue to win with a team that is not going to be nearly as talented because of what they have to pay the quarterback. And I think that's the biggest question, at least it is for me. And that's where that idea of, you know, we hope on Trey because of the physicality, the physical traits, right? Those are the traits that, you see in guys like Allen and Mahomes and things like that doesn't mean that he'll get there, but those are the traits that you see. Whereas with Brock Purdy, I don't, I don't know that it could ever get better than it was in those seven games last season, right? Because he's limited in terms of his physical ability. So again, do you pay a quarterback like that? It's, it's like the idea of, of paying Kirk cousins, right? Kirk cousins isn't, Super gifted in 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 any regard, he's just really really solid. You know, he's he's the 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 bottom of the top ten, if you will. But those teams don't win. His teams don't win, and so I think that's probably the fear with with Brock is with Brock, you're hoping for no regression, which is not a very exciting or sexy thing to hope for. Versus Trey, you're hoping for that light bulb to go off and all of a sudden he realizes that potential and now you've got a monster on your hands. I think that's really, for at least for me, that's kind of where it, where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're hoping for a franchise quarterback, you're hoping
2: for the exception. If you're hoping for a franchise quarterback who's not, you know, who does not have a big arm, then you're really hoping for the exception, right? Drew, like right. Drew, you're hoping for the exception of the exception, which is Breeze. Um, yeah, I mean, with Brock, you are, it is about, is there regression coming, but it's also about this. He get better as a player. There are clearly things that he does that are elite in terms of processing. Um, So, uh, you know, you can overcome not, he has a strong enough arm and you can overcome some of the other stuff with touch, with skill guys, all that. I mean, I think the question of whether you pay Brock Purdy is, it'd be a good problem to have one day. It would mean they've won with him for a year or two. Um, And then And then you ask, is this guy actually good enough to, to really carry us? You know, when they signed Jimmy Garoppolo to his contract, it was, it was a little controversial at the time Mm -hmm. and it turned out to be, you know, there's not really a quarterback middle class, but it turned out to be in the quarterback middle class in the end. And it was enough as they continued to cycle. And it's why they're going to have hard decisions to make. What do you do with IU? What do you do with Debo? Do you have to end up choosing between the two of them? Um, it's why you got to draft well, all that kind of stuff. So it's part of why I wouldn't give up on, to- I wouldn't give away Trey Lance right now because right. there might be a decision to make in eight to 12 months. Um, you know, if Brock's not the franchise quarterback, then if he's willing to play for the right price, Kirk Cousins probably is the quarterback on this team in a year.
0: Yeah, we've, unless we've been, been saying lot, that.
2: But, but there's scenarios where that's not the case. We've been saying that yeah. for several years. The Niners have been trying to look for quarterbacks, at the same time where Kirk Cousins has been available and they haven't gotten Kirk Cousins. So, you know, maybe that turns into Sam Darnold. I I don't know, but um, it's been clear as this thing has gone under Kyle Shanahan, that the, the obvious next step is not always the thing that, that plays itself out and Brock's a great example of that. But yeah, I mean, that's why you have some consternation about Purdy because you go, well, one day if he's really good, if he's pretty good, he becomes really expensive, which would be, you know i guess a good problem to have but yeah it's like it's like partly because you feel like kyle can at least one thing you say about him right is he can take tier three ish quarterbacks and you can play tier two football in part because he as a coach emphasizes physicality run game Mm -hmm. defense. he is not going to be the guy that tries to be an offense for a passing first team and then doesn't you know, overvalues his his quarterback and doesn't give his team the ability to make up for the fact that they're actually not that. So I think that's also a positive trait of his in that regard. But yeah, there's a there. I've said this many times. I'm sure I've talked about it with a lot of people. Like it's pretty crazy to see a team this consistently a championship contender with
0: the quarterback situation. Wait, yeah. Cal Shanahan. yeah. It's just,
2: it doesn't, I don't know that we've seen anything like it before.
0: It's, it's crazy, and, and we keep talking about on the show, the, the window is kind of closing with this core. That doesn't mean the window can't continue to be open if they draft well and one of these quarterbacks hit or whatever. But George Kittle even talked about it recently where he said, we understand that the window, whatever that is, could be closing. He said, I think that's something that our team is very aware of. We have a lot of highly priced players on this team who have earned the money, and you can only pay so many guys. And if you look at the roster, you know Trent Williams might have two years left. George Kittle, maybe two they may have to choose between Debo and IU. Eric Armstead probably won't be here for another couple years. Christian McCaffrey, is he really going to be at this level three years from now? So really that window is the next year or two. And when when you consider that, to me, there's a lot of pressure to do it now. And it's hard to make the NFC championship once, let alone what we're asking four out of five years and then go beyond to the Super Bowl. So Guy, if they don't Make the Super Bowl and I guess win the Super Bowl this year. Is it a disappointment? Is, is this year, have we gotten to that point where it's a failure right now with this team if they don't win the Super Bowl? It's
2: definitely a disappointment <laughs> and a failure if they don't get there. I mean, they have been, so. you know, this has been the franchise of winning championships has, has become the franchise of being close under Harbaugh and Incredible. now under Shanahan, You know, and I don't say that derisively, like it's just right. The reality, right? It's happened. Yeah. And you'd like to think if you're around the ball enough, eventually it bounces your way. Uh, but it would be a real shame to waste this NFC where we, we know who yeah. the top two teams are. I think we know mm-hmm. who the other good team is. It's Dallas. Sure. Yes. I, I don't think you, I mean, I, I think Dallas should have never hired Mike McCarthy. And I felt that from the beginning and I don't think you can win a championship with Mike McCarthy, but let's not forget, right. Tony Pollard was playing pretty good football last year when he got hurt. Uh, and that was not, that was a one score game in the end. So we got to change the whole way. game. Yep. But it would be it, it it would it would feel pretty criminal to not get to the Super Bowl with this group of players, um, given the NFC. Now you gotta beat you still gotta beat Philly. There's I mean it's a long way between here and there, but that's what the standard is. That's what the goal is. That's why you have one of the you have one of the best rosters in the NFL. How can the standard be anything other than go to the Super Bowl and and win the Super Bowl? And it'd be particularly painful to go and lose again, considering. Not just what happened the last time they were there, what happened last year, but to me considering what happened to Kyle as the offensive coordinator of the Falcons, I think it'd be particularly painful mm-hmm. for him. Sean McVay didn't retire. Are the Rams a championship contender this year? No, but McVay's a really good coaching division. Um, what if the Cardinals end up with what if they have the worst record in the league and they end up with Caleb Williams and they have the number one pick?
1: I don't even think that's a what if they've got even if they don't, even if they don't get the number one pick. The the amount of capital that they gained last year with those trades, it was brilliant. And I think Caleb Williams absolutely is an Arizona Cardinal. I don't even think I mean that's obviously we've got a long way to go. League? Uh they're one of them for sure. It's not mean, the like, worst it, team in the but league, if
2: that to happen, somebody with with a quarterback has to have the number one pick, right? You're just that's not true. Right. That's that's yeah. true. But it doesn't but it, I mean Indy could be, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Tax Texans yeah. maybe. And by the way, being the number two having the number two pick is also good. Drake Mays, Certainly. like the top yeah. two picks next year are quarterbacks. So you might have a really mm. good, to Brian's point, there's a good chance you got a good quarterback coming in this league. Like, yeah. Or they might pick fifth or seventh or 13th and get a good quarterback.
1: Or the Rams and the Cardinals pick one and two. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is a nine. definite possibility. Go.
2: Yeah. Is there a scenario where the Niners should lose to the, to the Rams, <laughs> or the Cardinals? Uh, they play the Rams at the last, let's say the Niners have locked up their first round by week 18 dream scenario for them but mm-hmm. let's say that's I mean not just the, let's say they've locked up the ones that's the thing is you can't mess around you need the ones right. but let's just say you know and the Rams are tied for the second worst record in the league you gotta lose that game yeah gotta lose that game
0: you yes. don't want those two quarterbacks coming in and no. <laughs> next year maybe but, same but anyway like this here.
2: is yeah
0: it it it's set up for you in theory right now so yeah. Guy, who are some people that have stood out to you in camp, non-QBs?
2: Well, the safeties, I think, have made a lot of plays. Um, no surprise. Hufunga, Gibson, Odom, Jair Brown had its first interception on Tuesday in practice on a really nice play that was kind of Hufunga-esque. Um, Brown, like, safety coming over to the sideline, deep throw, makes it more of a good play than a bad throw. Hufunga's made two of those plays this camp. I think the preseason... Brown is on my short list and he's the third round pick. So it's not shocking, but he's on my short list of guys that I'm excited to see because training camp really doesn't lend itself to a physical safety. Right. And, um, and so he's, he's a guy I'd say, I'm excited to see. Um, I think Isaiah Oliver, the new nickel back has looked just, you watch me go, that's a professional football player. They just put on he's a good player. player position. Good player. Mm-hmm. Um, Womax made a few plays. um, You know, uh, let's see. I'm just looking through my, I'm looking through my board here.
1: Um, Let me ask you this question specifically, guy. Have you watched the linebackers at all? And I I imagine that they'll, they'll carry five. They usually do. Obviously Greenlaw and Warner are their top two. I would assume Burks is number three, just because they signed him to that deal. And he's kind of a special teams captain. So really you're looking for who replaces Aziz and then who is, who is that fifth linebacker out of Marcelino McCrary ball. D. Winters, Jalen Graham, Demetrius Flanagan, Fowles, and I might be missing one. I'm not sure. Who do you think are those last two behind Warner, Greenlaw, and Burks? Flanagan, Fowles, and McCrary, Ball. Okay, I mean, you think the one, the one thing I thought it was interesting that they drafted two linebackers this past season. It felt to me like that was them acknowledging one of these guys is going to stick. And D D Winters to me, it he looks just, I mean, he physically is like a, a Dre Greenlaw clone. Yeah. I'm yeah. wondering if they go younger and then fouls is kind of out. That was, that was my thought because yeah, it's a great question. I mean, he's on the older end.
2: I he's mean, got like his time, his time to do that's going to be now in these games. Yeah. Um, McCrary balls made several plays. Uh, you know, you see kind of some of the speed show up and that's really valuable. So um, I think it has appeared to me like it's between those two McCurry ball okay. and Flanagan fouls, but you're right. I mean, they did draft the sixth round linebacker. They've had good success in that, you know, with, at that position. And so you've got to think that there's some potential there. Jalen Graham, by the way, the seventh rounder from Purdue, when you, you just look, he's like, not that being tall is a prerequisite of this position, but man, is he, man, he is big. He stands out physically from a height standpoint, Um, I'm excited to see D Winters. He'd be on the list as well of guys you want to watch in the preseason. But it has felt to me to this point in training camp that it's between uh, MMB and DFF.
0: What what about the defensive end position? Because we assume Nick Bosa is going to be there eventually, but even before the holdout, I kind of looked at the roster and I said, okay, you don't have Evo Kam anymore. You don't have a Manahew. Jordan Willis was a good rotational guy, and now you're relying on – Drake Jackson to step up in year two, uh, Cleveland Farrell, Austin Bryant, uh, maybe Taco Charlton, Robert Beal, Beal, who they drafted late. A yeah. lot of, we don't know, and we know Chris Kosarik is great. We know that, but the guys who's coaching this year, you know, who, who knows? So has anybody jumped out to you from that group? Are you worried about that group? Um, I was
2: not worried about that group. And, you know, from a depth standpoint, they've gotten a little nicked up. And so they add taco and now you can see very quickly that they probably do need a little more depth at that spot. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the front line, Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave, and to me, it, then it becomes Furl and Jackson, whichever one, maybe Ferrell wins the thing. But I mm-hmm. think Drake's going to be going to have a better year. And I think when you have Hargrave, Armstead, Bosa, Cleveland Ferrell's more than good enough to be the fourth guy there so i think if you uh and then by the way you bump kinlaw to kind of you know you don't have to you're not relying on them that much carry hiders reliable givens there are guys who have played for them um and you know what you're going to get austin bryant's made a few plays in camp but i think in terms of the fr- i think it's more a depth issue than a who is your fourth guy issue mm-hmm. i think the combination of furl and jackson is more than good enough when combined with the other three but I do think there's a there's a there's there is probably a depth question they need to address here.
0: Yeah. And I think I'm literally the only person in the world who's actually worried about Nick Bosa not being there. Not that he's not going to sign. I just am like, is he going to get in really late? Does he tweak a hamstring? You know, just things like that. that I guess I don't know, the East Coast guy in me finds things to worry about. <laughs> but everybody else is kind of like he's going to be there. It's, it's not a big deal. But to me, I'm kind of like, what is the hold up here? You kind of have Aaron Donald's contract. Just give him. Aaron Donald makes like 32 and a half million a year and 95 million guaranteed. Give Bosa 33 and hundred. You're done, but maybe there's more going I on. Give 33, do you do? And 100 33 and what? hundred guaranteed. 33 and hundred, guaranteed. Joey so got one hundred two. Like, did he get one Oh two. I thought Aaron Donald did 95. I thought that was the most. Okay. So I'm wrong. So you got to go, but whatever the highest paid guarantee is, you got to go above it.
1: So one hundred two point five.
0: <laughs> is that what Joey Bosa got?
1: No, he got one Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the Aaron Donald contract. So that whatever what, what, what's it is.
2: The, are you looking at the practical guarantee or the
0: whatever I looked on SpotRack? It said Aaron Donald had 95 million in guarantees. His and extension was
1: eight. three years ninety-five, and all of it was fully guaranteed. That was yeah. Donald's extension.
2: I don't Did think they than than than
1: than Joey's full guarantee was 102.
0: I think it was a little low. Oh, okay. But his yeah, I, his I thought Donald was the most.
2: 102, yeah.
0: And I think that's what you have to do. I think you have to probably go 33 million a year and a hundred bill guaranteed. That's probably what it's going to but be. But I don't
2: season. think like what we've got here are the, Oh bosses. yeah.
1: I say guys, right. It's 78 fully guaranteed one Oh two and overall guarantees. Oh, okay.
2: So What are you saying guy? Well, just the both is our hard line and the Niners are hard line. And I don't think hard line negotiations get resolved five weeks before the deadline, but that doesn't mean don't be worried. Yeah. Am I crazy? Well, I mean, am I crazy? You know, John Lynch said that I was in the John Lynch press conference the other day. He said he thinks a player needs three weeks to get ready for another. Yeah. So yeah. Now, do you want him to play in preseason games? Not really, but I, right. But, there was a, even if you say he's definitely here, you gotta, absolutely. It's natural. He's been hurt before you worry. Yeah. Is he going to be, you know, like that's,
0: yeah, That's I feel like legit. everybody tells me I'm crazy, but I feel like it's a it's a legit concern just because we're talking about the Super Bowl, we need home field, you know. You don't want to start slow, you don't want to start out three and three or three and four, and then you're going to Philly or you're going to Dallas, right? Ideally, you want to get a bye, you want to get home field. So I just feel like it's something again. I'm a New York guy. I always find stuff to worry about, but <laughs> it's kind of where There's my something mind to be said, said for mind that.
2: Is. Doesn't mean it's wrong.
0: Yeah. So when do you we, think it gets done?
2: I guessed, I guessed yesterday. Uh, like, going into the third preseason game that week. The Chargers. That's like, fair. Chargers. Yeah. And then it gives you another week. But, you know, that's a little is later that than John Lynch would like. Yeah, yeah I would say, when, th-
1: when we talked about it a couple episodes ago, Al, we we determined that three weeks from game one is August 20th. That is three weeks exactly to game one. With Lynch saying he needed three weeks to get ready. So I, I wonder if I wonder if the 49ers have kind of circled that as we'd like him, we'd like to get this done by then. But like you said, guy, the Bosa's are hardliners. Remember, Joey Bosa held out until almost the end of August before he signed his rookie contract when he was drafted by the Chargers. So they're yeah. not they're not at all uh, strangers to lengthy holdouts. And I don't think it has anything to do with animosity and just They know what their value is, and, you know, as Nick Bosa, he knows what his value is, and he knows that the 49ers need him more than he needs the 49ers, and that's where, you know, I think it it comes down to someone's got to blink first, and I imagine it's going to have to be Parag, not Nick and his agent.
2: Well, what do you think the Niners' first offer was? I don't think there's any chance the Niners' first offer was anything but the biggest defensive contract in the history of the NFL. They didn't offer. Yeah, him less than Aaron you Donald. don't think you th- you
1: think so? I think so. Maybe, and, and that wasn't and that Donald. wasn't enough. You don't think you think they offered him less than Aaron Donald or Joey? We surmise that perhaps it was a tad better than what T.J. Watt got. That 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 yeah, was in the in middle, middle of Donald and Watt.
0: If they're trying, you, hey, you,
1: maybe, you you're, you're
2: I, I just I, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe that is kind of the Niners' mo: is they're not gonna they're gonna do first what the what you know kind of what the computer yeah. fits out they should do, but. I think there's a chance they offered him the biggest contract, or at least by now they've offered him the biggest contract for a defensive player ever. And that still has not gotten the deal done.
0: Are him and Chris Jones playing games? Maybe they don't want, they don't <laughs> want to sign for the other one. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. To me, it was just nuts that like, you've known this is going to happen for a while. I, I'm kind of like, why isn't it done? But again, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Cause I say that and everybody jumps down my throat. Typically. It's, it's not, like,
1: it's not our oh. money. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: I don't know. But hey guy, we really appreciate the time today. Tell to everybody where they can find you.
2: Uh check out the Haberman and Middlecoff YouTube channel. And uh the podcast. You can check out both those things.
0: All right, we appreciate the time today. Promo code ham. Everybody. That's right. There you go. Drink tuitos. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate the time. Uh we appreciate everybody for listening for Brian I'm mail. Thanks
1: so Light up.